Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Free kick. Williams will take the right side at the right sided free kick. It's about halfway inside the, the Everton halves. Everyone's gone forward. Everton have got everyone back. It's floated into the mix. Ball bounces down. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, thrice, welcome to Achtung Millwall. My name is Nick Hart. Welcome to the old infirm derby. Some call it El Plastico. Others, the 177 bus route rumble. Welcome to Millwall versus Cholton on a cold, cool, well, cool, grey, wet afternoon in South Bermondsey. Floodlights piercing through the gloom for the visit of the addicts from uh, SE7. Lions line up today. Bielkowski in goal, backline Weiss, Hutchinson, Cooper, Ronald Romeo, midfield, Ben Thompson, Sean Williams, Jason Malumbi, and Jed Wallace up front. Tom Bradshaw and a start today for John Daddy Bodvarson. He loves us like a fool. John Daddy. Full house sold out today, apparently. There are one or two seats dotted around, not least around me. I think it's the, uh, the nutcase principle that people walk away from the man talking to himself. But hey, we'll get this show out somehow. But yeah, uh, full den. Good atmosphere, as you can hear. And we're all set for the, um, the one most lopsided derby in world football. Just 11 wins for Charlton over the history. 35 wins for Millwall. Lions today wearing their traditional blue and white, and the addicts would have been red shirts, white on traditional colours on both sides, which is good to see. Today is, of course, Jimmy Mizzen's day. Uh, nice speech just before kickoff from Barry Mizzen, Margaret out there with him too, and also the parents of young Rob Knox, a Charlton fan, both so tragically taken from us in the wave of knife crime that afflicts our capital at the moment. There was a walk from Sickup Station to the Den today by fans from both sides, a charity that both clubs have adopted, um, and it's great to see. So, um, not much um, goodwill towards the Shoulden fans, a lot of wankering going on around me, but that's, that's a local derby for you. Just want another give a mention before the game starts, and while I think of it, to uh, Lee Evans and John Davis, both of whom have worked together with Fort Mill Football Club to put together a, a wonderful looking uh, memorial bench for Private Leo Callahan, a Mill soldier uh, tragically killed in Iraq in uh, I think 2003. Um, they put together a memorial bench that sits outside the West Upper. Pictures online if you want to go find that. Uh, hats off, hats off to uh, Lee Evans and John Davis for such a great 
memorial to, to Lee. And also hats off to Husky Chocolate, who I, I understand have fronted up a large portion of the cost, allowing the donations made through the House of Fun website to go to other charities. So well done all round. Lee Evans, John Davis, hats off to you both, sirs. Charlton boss Lee Bowyer um, on speaking to the South London Press uh, about the prospect of getting a little bit of stick from the West Lower said uh, in the week that all he can say he's been to worse places in his playing days he's been to Old Trafford he's been to Anfield he's been abused by 50,000 people well good luck for that Lee um, always a good um, good start worryingly Mill will not be attacking the um, Coldwell Lane end of the second half they must have lost the toss so Charlton have opted to um, turn us around so not in accordance with ancient Anglo-Saxon custom we're going to be attacking the cold in the first half and Charlton will be playing towards their own fans in the first 45 poor result at Reading last week good big chance today to turn that around interesting to see John Daddy Bodvarsson starting today let's see how it shapes up Jed will kick us off any moment now and away we jolly will go Jed straight into this um, trademark dribble forwards let's go all the way back to uh, Bar Belkowski Charlton of course come into today's game not having beaten Mill since 1996 that was a 2-0 win which featured um, Lee Bowyer that day um, and also bizarrely Gary Rowett who was a Charlton player for, at the time since then it's been a sparse desert for the addicts A skiddy surface, as I said earlier on, it's been pouring down the rain all afternoon, really, since um, a quite a nice, bright, sunny start. This is Bradshaw on the on the left, but it's grayed over and that persistent kind of highly wet rain. You know the type. A little bit of early possession football by Sean. They'll probably be looking to try and take the sting out of the crowd today with a bit of boredom. They do come down the right at the moment, come towards the third minute. Backwards, 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 back into their own half, though. Possession being maintained but it's going all the way back to the yellow card goalkeeper three minutes Bowyer says I'm he'll sure he'll be okay the middle crowd will have a little bit of fun with him I'm not sure that sounds well, it sounds something like a uh, suburban sex swingers party but anyway here come the Lions on the left this is Murray Wallace comes towards four minutes Wallace on the left he gets a chance to put the ball in it's skidded in up high into the box it's bouncing around it falls to Jed Wallace penalty surely shot on goal straightens clatters into the into the Charlton player on the line that looked like a penalty referee giving nothing we're well, talking about VAR in the championship I think if that had been in place that would have been a penalty referees give us nothing the slag and there's a, an elbow and a face over there from a Charlton defender who's that down looks like Bovarsen Lively it up, four and a half minutes. It'll be a move free kick on the right side of the of the Charlton penalty area. Jed Wallace will take. Excuse me, it's going to be uh, Sean Williams. Five minutes, going to be a right-sided free kick. In it comes, just dinked into the far post, headed down. One new mill wall! Don't say it's here! The Lions lead it! Oh no! Who got there? Can't tell you at the moment! I think it might be Hutchinson! from Mr. Fire for now. The Lions lead us all our battles. One new ball. Let's watch it again. Right side free kick. Dinked into the far post. I think it may be Hutchinson, maybe Jake. I can't tell you, dear listeners. Do accept my apologies. One nil. Been all Millwall since the start of the game in fairness. Hutchinson. Sean Hutchinson. Great start for the Lions. Our away form may be wobbly, but at home we're real, we're real threats. Intense atmosphere inside the ground, as you would expect. Charlton do come into today's game in 10th position they've had a decent start to the, the season got a little bit off the ball in recent games but 10th coming in I think if they win today they could go into the top 6 that's a poor ball there from Murray Wallace straight out of play on the left 7 minutes 
Malumbi finds Romeo, he finds John Daddy, eight minutes, Lions pressing forwards down the right side here. Got a one-two with Jones, is John Daddy on the right wing, down by the right corner flag. Keeps it in place, it's John Daddy inside the box, oh it's off the line from John Daddy from the right side, he's now Marlon Romeo straight into the bottom right corner, pushed around for a corner, Lions are on fire at the moment, that's the eight half minute, right side corner. That's a fantastic shot from Marlon into the bottom right-hand corner, but the goalkeeper has a massive round for right-sided corner. Early pressure from the Lions. And it comes in the post ball, that's headed up by a red shirt, and up into the air, it's still in the, in the uh, Charlton penalty area. Charlton will clear it. But again, good pressing by Lions, 14 minutes. This is now John Daddy coming down the right side of the Charlton penalty area, trying to do one-twos with Jed. Jed does get his cross in, it's into the net post, it takes to Bradshaw, can't quite take in turn. Look like a, another trip, look like referee giving nothing. It falls to Murray Wallace on the left, the ball in, uh, it hits the first defender, unfortunately. As we approach 15 minutes, it's been a blistering start by the Lions. Sean have not really, um, they've got our own half, but to, with no, no hint of danger so far. The Charlton 11 looks like uh, he's, got, he's got short sleeves with, with uh, hand gloves on. I think all he's missing is an Alice band. I can't see from this distance whether he's wearing an Alice band. If I get a chance, I'll keep you updated on that. The Charlton number 11. Great work by Bart Bielkowski. A very, um, it, was a, it was a header back from Mary Wallace and it was going out for a corner, but Bart stretched at full stretch and managed to keep the ball on the right side of the byline there. Great work by Bart. Carl Bates suggested him as a, a player of the season so far. Uh, I wouldn't, um, wouldn't fight you over it, Carl. It Maybe uh, Jed might have a shout on that as well and Tom Bradshaw with his goals but certainly Bart will be in amongst the the uh, top three there message from Doug Hume in Switzerland Sweden from Switzerland watching in Sweden on international television asking if Bo is there he can't see him on the bench I, I don't have a view from here as to whether the man's in the in the room he might be at the McDonald's back in um, in East London famous McDonald's once again 21 and a half minutes coming towards the halfway point in the first half but Charlton being forced backwards and backwards all the way back to the goalkeeper again a number of times that's happened in the opening quarter it's been a blistering start for Lions obviously we can't keep that kind of pace going for the whole game the, the uh, volume has come down a little bit from 11 but so far so good for Millwall 22 minutes the game just settled into a bit of a, a nothing phase Charlton are pressing further forward without showing any great um, great threat that's a free kick from Millwall down below us come towards 29 minutes Marlon Romeo clatter from behind coming down the left there's the 14 straight into the challenge of, of Sean Hutchinson the 11 goes past he looks like a dangerous player the 11 cross clatters into John Daddy 24 now on the edge of the penalty area shot in oh I thought across the line wow wow there's a shot into Bart Bielkowski I thought he'd cross the line, he broke badly up onto the crossbar. Um, no goal. I thought he'd cross the line, I'm right in line with it. <laughs> I think we dodged the bullet there, Dennis. There's 38 minutes. Shot from the uh, 24 near to the penalty. Bart got down to it, couldn't hold on to it. He's pushed it up onto the cross, the underside of the crossbar. I'm right in line with that. I thought we'd cross, but I know there's a digital chip on there, so um, maybe the, uh, the damp's got to it or something. I don't know. I'll take it, however. Ball into the box. That's taken nicely enough by Bart Bielkowski. 38 minutes. It may not show that on the uh, big screen. It is digital. I mean, so there's a chip, isn't there, in the, in the, in the ball to, to show when it crosses the line. So um, maybe the whole of the ball left across. Maybe perhaps that was it. Maybe the whole of the ball had not crossed the line. I thought we were ahead. Ben Thompson finds Marlon. Nice ball from Ben Thompson. Marlon on the run down the right side. Can he get the cross in? He can. Overarson takes and turns across the face of the goal. One touch would have put it in there. No one there, unfortunately. 42 minutes on the clock, dear listeners. Lines have looked dangerous when they got the ball forwards, but we're just allowing Chong to come back at us a little bit. But that's, that's much better from Millwall. Clearly the rain starts to have a bit of an impact. Some of the players are finding their footing not so easy, and there's a bit of skidding, a bit of sliding, and control hasn't always been the best. But uh, two minutes from uh, half-time, the Lions will be well-pleased to go in with that lead, especially on the back of that um, crossbar incident earlier on. Let's follow this before we count our chickens. That's lobbed into the middle. That's headed 
not quite clear. Bouncing around in the middle of there, it's going to fall to the, on the right side. That's a fantastic save, blasted from close range. Fantastic save by Bar Bilkowski. He might cause you a half ladder once in a while, but that was a brilliant save. World class um, goalkeeping from point blank range there by the Sholton boys. He caught it full on the volley. It's gone behind for a corner, left sided corner. But that was a magnificent save up Bart, just to hopefully be the last action hard once this, this corner comes in. Let's see this through. 24 to take. Near post. Over the head of everybody. Up and away. Wow, what a save. There's the half-time whistle. Um, blistering start for the Lions to start the game off. As the half has progressed, Charlton have come back into it more. We've just taken their foot off the gas pedal somewhat. Um, some brilliant... Uh, the, 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 the shot they hit, the crossbar, was a, a save uh, in skiddy, awkward circumstance from Bart Bielkowski. And that last moment save there was, um, well, top draw. Absolute top draw. So there's the half-time break. Mill one, Charlton Athletic, and nil. Can't see a last minute winner, Eddie. I'll go on then. A couple of half-time tweets, not too many. Uh, reception's not great today. Uh, Jake Sanders says, wow, Cullen shoots from just inside the air and Bart makes a mess of it. Um, I'll have to see it again. I mean, I, I thought he looked like he did um, struggle to control a dipping ball, to be honest. Uh, pushing onto the bar, certainly. It looked like it snuck over the line, says Jake. I agree, I thought we had closed the line. Charlton fans celebrate but it's still 1-0 says Jake Sanders I don't know how much of a mess and how much of a, an awkward ball that was from for Bart Bielkowski I think he did save his reputation with that end of the half save there though Thank you, Tweet, from Danny O'Callaghan, a member of the uh, Leo Callahan family. Thank you so much to this wonderful club for all their support. Uh, Mill never gets the credit they deserve. All these small acts will never go unnoticed. This is what makes us the biggest small club in the world, says Danny O'Callaghan. Agree with that, Dan. But Griffin says, decent, but need better control of the ball in the second half. Seconded, Griffin. Another one from Jake, 17,000 in the house today, apparently. Um, biggest crowd of the season, 17,109, apparently. And finally, John Curley makes the right point. Sensational save from Bart to deny Bond. The player was Bond who made that shot there at the uh, end of the half. Can't see a last-minute winner, Eddie. I'll go on then. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, the teams are out for the second half, the listeners. Um, as I've just said with um, young Lucas, this is uh, against all the edicts issued by the Venable Bead in Anglo-Saxon times. The uh, child will be attacking the cold blow in the second half and the Lions will be attacking the away end. So, something unusual. Try it. It's like, it's like getting the bed different side, you know? Maybe um, turning yourself upside down in bed. I don't know if you've ever done that. Perhaps we shouldn't dwell on that. Away we go. Darkness falls. The clocks have now fully gone back. Uh, we're into the early onset of winter time. Grey skies darkening. Floodlights are brilliant against the uh, southeast London skies. We need a second goal after all that poetic waffle. Strong midfield tackle from Cholton. Forces a Cholton throw in on the right side of the mill half. 
I imagine that will be one of the instructions issued by Lee Bow if he is indeed in the house or if he's not wearing a false moustache and um, you know nose and glasses somewhere to um, try and win the midfield battle. That's where it'll be one on lost in this second half, I, did, I feel. This is the 15. Got the two overlapping, they find the two. They're going to try and get a crossing from the byline. It's into the near post. That's another one to save. Um, they didn't quite get a, a full shot on goal there. It's back downwards into the ground. Bobbling shot, batted over the bar by Bart Belkowski. 49 minutes. Coming towards 50. Going to be a left-sided corner for Charlton. That's two good chances now that Bart's kept at bay. Better move by Cholton down the right side, in fairness to them. Left side of corner into the mix. It's headed, bouncing around, a little bit of ping-pong. One all. Left side is shot from close. One each. 15 minutes. Ping-ponging around the box. Can't keep doing that. And then it's fell to the Cholton strike on the left. It's void home. Um, in fairness, that's the third decent chance they've had in the, in the game. And um, I suppose one of them's going to go in at one point. So it's one each, 51 minutes approaching. quite the start to the second half we wanted Cholton have come out of the, the blocks rather as we did at the start of the game left side corner good work by Tom Bradshaw there from the ball forwards good wins the line to left side corner which Jed Wallace will come over to take 59 minutes on the clock Jed swings it into the near post it's almost near post Edwards. fantastic shot by, by Ben Thompson battered away by the number one goalkeeper there on target Lines go close. 60 minutes coming towards. 67 minutes halfway through the second half. The game is in the balance. It's gone a little bit off the boil for me since the Cholton equaliser. Both teams suddenly playing with a little bit more um, hesitancy, fear or whatever the case may be. Um, the game is there to be won by either side. In, in fairness, the Lions can still take control of this, but they've got to push forward more, which may obviously release chances for Cholton in return. 77 is going to be a mill substitution. Um, Malombi's going to come out. Uh, sorry, Bo Varson, apologies, is going to come out. Connor Mahoney. 77 minutes, so Mahoney in for Bud Varson. Charlton press forward, but the ball won back by Mills. It's Ben Thompson crossing the halfway line. Bradshaw in front of him, he finds inside, this is uh, Malumbi. Ball out wide left, he finds Murray Wallace into the box. He's gone for a corner left side, nice cross by Murray. Bradshaw was looking, he's gone for a right side corner. 85 and a half minutes now. Substitution. Aiden O'Brien's coming in for Ben. He's had a good game, Ben, a lot of energy put in, he must be exhausted. And it looks like Bradshaw's coming out. Who's this for? It looks like Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Back to the action. It's going to be a right-sided corner after that double substitution there. 86 now on the clock. It's swung into the middle. The ball uh, punched away by the Shelton goalkeeper and Shelton will get a chance to bring away. Murray Wallace on the left. Ball into the mix. That's headed into the near, near defender, unfortunately. It's going to go for a middle throw-in. Three minutes. Wallace takes the throw-in. This is Aidan O'Brien down in front of us in block one. That's going to go for a corner. Left side of the corner. Nice work by Wallace. Bloke in front of me. He's brought his daughter to watch the football today. She's sat um, with a hufty on all afternoon looking at her phone doing her social media. Um, she's paid the game one bit of attention. Uh, I think he must be on a, a, a trip to, um, you know, a burger joint afterwards. In comes the uh, the ball from Jeb Wallace. ahead header.
cold, wet, grey floodlit Sunday, uh, Sunday, Saturday afternoon in Millwall, in Bermondsey. That's what it sounds like. Late winner for Mill Cumber, when last time we had a late winner, be a couple more. Tell me, when the last time we had a late winner? Presuming we're going to win it. Some seconds yet to go, the ball down the side, that's gone for a goal kick, thankfully. As the you'll never beat Millwall song goes out, they were on the attack. The gods of football sometimes have a, a wry sense of humour. Gone for a goal kick. Can't see a last minute winner, Eddie. Oh, go on then. The Lucas Ball Report. Well, Mill victorious once again over Charlton. The unbeaten run it carries on. It's 11 games now. Uh, it will be 24 years by the time the Lions next play Charlton, which will be in 2020. And, um, well, what more can you say? The Charlton fans are still in the ground. We're, we're just up here finishing off. And um, it's a good game, to be fair. Class game of football, um, not not for the like the fluid and the perfectionist within you, but just just one of those good old-fashioned games. The first half very much end to end. Second half died down a little bit, but towards the end, Mill just pushing for the winner. They they wanted the victory. Charlton were happy to sit back and take the point. Um, but Gary out went with the attacking subs, brought on Mahoney, O'Brien, and Matt Smith, and, and they really, Mill really wanted the three points. Um, they pressed for it at the end couple of times unlucky we were trying to break into the box couldn't quite get that final ball right or be a good bit of last ditch defending but eventually the goal came uh, I think it's 92nd minute from Matt Smith the header at the corner middle victorious they'll take the three points I think that moves them to just a point behind Charlton as well so can go into the international break off the back of three points which is what you always want um, next game is Swansea away on the 23rd of November which will be an interesting, interesting one. Be a tough task for Millwall, but they'll go into it full of confidence. They've got two weeks now to really work on Gary Rowett's methods, see what he he wants to do with the side. Hopefully, now that that can really be the the starting point, and Millwall can really get underway under Rowett and, and really push on. It's been a long time since Millwall won away from home. Uh, I think it was March, and the last time we won away from home on a Saturday was about 19 months ago. So if Mill can get that winning mentality back away from the den, then they'll be in, they'll stand themselves in some in very good stead. But move on to Swansea. Car on you lines. Can't see a last minute winner, Eddie. I'll go on then. Big welcome back to the show. A voice from a few months ago now, Frankie Christou of the New Shopper. Welcome back to the show, Frankie. How are you doing, Nick? You right? Well, I'm very good. On the back end of that 91st winner yesterday, I'm feeling pretty good. How about yourself, mate? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty pretty good as well, to be honest. It's always beat us to win a derby um, in, a, in that type of fashion. Of course, it's obviously better to, to batter them, but I think there's no better way to win a game than the last the last couple of minutes. Absolutely. A great, great day with great atmosphere. Lived up to the expectations. Lopsided derby, it's the most, I don't know if it's the most lopsided local derby in, in professional football, but it's got to be one of the contenders. I, I was trying to work out yesterday why, um, I mean, Mills, that would be 36 wins in, in historical terms, 36 wins for the Lions, yeah. 27 draws. And I think uh, if you throw in an Anglo-Italian Cup from the 80s, I think Charlton got 12 wins or 11 league wins, if you don't want to include that. It's a strange one. I find it quite a strange statistic. I don't know about yourself. I mean, you're from a younger generation than me, but that's that's why do we occupy this kind of um, psychological block in their minds? It's really weird, isn't it? I, I, I don't. It is a really weird one because, to be honest, I, I had a, I had a bad feeling yesterday just because of the way Charlton have been playing under Boyer, and they, they seem to have that feel good factor back. And obviously, being back in the division for the first time in a couple of years, they have that. That, that jump, don't they? That that we yeah. had in our first season yeah. back. So I had, a, I had a feeling that they would maybe even get something from the game. 
whether it was a, a draw or maybe a, a winner. But when they equalised, I thought they would actually win. But I don't know why the derby always goes that way. I don't know. It might just be a psychological thing where the longer it goes on, the more pressure it is on them because you know it, it means a lot to the fans. It means more to the Charlton fans than it does to the Neil fans. But we, I, as a Neil fan myself, we kind of like to gloat and just keep it going as long, as long as possible. Like if you look back to the um, to the year ninety six, right. I think jo- John Major was still prime minister. Um, <laughs> uh, the Spice Girls wannabe uh, was just hit number one in the charts for the first time. Yeah, it's just like it's a crazy statistic, and it, it's one that I hope anyway will will at least go on for a, for a, for, for a some more time. Years. I mean. Yeah. We must have young fans who've been born and grown to adulthood, never knowing Mill losing to Charlton. It's, it is yeah. really, it's a really odd I thing. Born, I was born in '97, so I don't think. Oh, I there you go. Me. You are one. Yeah. You, are, you are just <laughs> such a, just yeah, such I a. Well, witnessed it. You're not quite yeah. a millennial, but you know you're in in that in that in that in category. That bracket, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, obviously, we we last. I was just checking before you came on the phone. Um, we last spoke in August after a whole city game. A lot of changes, yeah. been, change of management um, since then. Um, I don't know what your take on yesterday was, but I thought we we saw a resilience to the Millwall side that I I hope will become a trademark of the Gary Rowett Millwall because we we were on the back foot for well a fair slice, especially of the of the second half. I felt. Yeah, yeah, it was on the back foot. Like I said earlier, I, thought, I actually thought if anyone was going to score a goal, it would have been Cholton, to be honest. It was very harsh on them. But the two substitutions that he made, bringing on Aiden and Smith as well, like the two very attack-minded substitutions, maybe something that we wouldn't have seen under Harris. I'm not sure because yeah, no. Harris would have set up differently. But it's, it, it, we seem not to be laying down under, under Rowett. And I don't know. It's always been a thing with Mirwell, um to not, to not lay down easily, but there's there's something different now. I don't know what it is. Maybe the players just want to try a bit harder for him because you you can see that he's very tactically uh, flexible. We, he's set up three different ways in these three games. He's started different players in different positions, and I think he, he, I don't think it, it's a it might be a part of him trying to get where he's going with, yeah. with the side and see what what fits best. But you can see that he's tactically he's very tactically flexible, and it it, it opens up teams. Like yesterday, he knew. You could see he knew the right hand side is Mill's strongest, um, strongest uh, uh, tactic. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with Romeo and Jed, and where uh, Charlton played Diamond, he knew there would be a lot of space down that right hand side. So you could see we was we was exploiting that, and then it was the same against Stoke City when they played the Diamond in midfield. He, he pushed Jed out wide, and it, it it makes teams rethink their shape rather than us reacting. We react to their shape, but then they, we make things to react to what we're doing to counter it. And Lee Bowyer changed it within the first like five, five, ten minutes. He went straight, straight back to back, back five near enough and stopped the. Uh, per, I think it was Perrington and Matthews from from going from going back, like because he, he, he wanted he wanted us to butt them to bomb, bomb forward. Uh, where we was in the first twenty minutes anyway. It was it was quite. Well, um, was a tried to change it. Blistering start for the Lions. Um, I want, one thing I wanted to ask you because we've had this conversation a few times on the podcast, especially recently. I mean, my, my own view is is this that we we look a lot better as a side when we're playing that blistering kind of style of football. Now I know that can't you can't do that for ninety minutes, so I, I, I get mm. that you have to do that in you know in phases as we kind of did yesterday. Um, but that's when we look at our best. We we are a very decent attacking side if we are given free reign to do that. I, I, my view, and I'd be interested to hear what your take is, that we probably look our, our flakiest when we try and sit back and, and, and try and contain. I'm not sure we have the team or squad that can do that as well as we can attack, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think I think we're definitely a team who who are stronger on the front foot, which is quite rare for a team of our uh, calibre in terms of finances. So we are we are a lot lot better on the front foot, and you can see even against Stoke and against uh, Charlton, we started very very quickly and very very well. Yeah, and it 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 actually put us in good stead for the rest of the game. But against teams that maybe are good at defending, it might tire us and we might lose games. Instead, it's just it's a hard one. But we are we're not a back foot team, and it's it's probably a good trait to have rather than um, a bad one. Because to win games, you have to score goals, and if you're going to sit back and stand on the counter, we haven't got blistering pace up front. 
No, no, yeah. I, I agree there. I mean, the other takeout, I mean, obviously, um, we're speaking on a Sunday afternoon, 24 hours nearly later on. Um, so there's been a lot of comment online and then everyone's analysed it left, right and centre. But one thing that I, I took away from yesterday, and again, I'm interested to hear what you think, is the quality of our crossing. Both of the goals came from very decently placed crosses. Um, first one, I think, was Sean Williams, if memory serves, from the from the right mm-hmm. side. And I think the second was that Conor Mahoney put the ball in for the for the second goal, the the winner. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I thought it was. It might have been Jed Wallace. I'm not could sure. have been Jed. I'll, I'll, I'll double, double check it. Yeah. Stand to be corrected. I've seen the highlights, but only only the ones this morning. Um, the quality of the ball into the box is going to be crucial because both of those goals were well placed balls into danger areas. And again, with Sean Hutchinson and then late Matt Smith, the winner, players that know what to do when they're in front of goal. Um, a critical. You know, it's, it's, these are subtle things that were improving, but I thought that was one of the things I took away from yesterday. Yeah, me too, to be honest. There was there was a point when Jed Wallace um, put in a perfect ball in the first couple of minutes, and uh, both Bob Barton and Bradshaw seemed to be a bit cold, and they didn't anticipate it. And yeah. it, that would have been a perfect, perfect another early goal. It would have been great for us. But it, it just goes to show that we are, like Jed in particular, and obviously we all know Conor Mahoney's got the end product as well if he plays. But one of the main things about Jed was he can get himself into positions, but his end product wasn't all that great. But him and the rest of the team seem to be seem to be um, they must be working on it in training, just because it, 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 it's getting there. We're, we're scoring goals again in, in in good fashion as well. Like we're not we didn't play the lump ball as we we have we've always no. been known to play yesterday, but no. we scored two goals from set pieces. So it, it just goes to show that you might. We might not be playing it for 90 minutes, but in dead ball situations, we've got the players who have still got that bread into them that they want to win the ball. Both of the goals come from not necessarily good, good crosses for one, but they, they, they come from the, the Sean Hutchinson and Matt Smith wanting to attack the ball more than the Charlton defenders wanted, wanted to, to defend it. And most goals are scored, I don't know the exact stat, but most scored, goals are scored from set pieces in football. So if we can keep it going and also play good football, We've got two good traits to have that will allow us to score goals, and if the end product's there, it's always we're always going to score goals, especially with with Cooper, with with Smith in the team, with with Hutchinson as well. We've got four or five players there who can win win headers. Yeah, I mean, obviously the ball forward, the, the long ball forward, as we might call it, the the kind of lump towards um, Matt Smith as he was being used under under the, the latter days of Neil Harris, was, that seems to have been dispensed with. We're still playing it forwards. I mean, Bradshaw is adopting a, a kind of a, I don't know if you call it a target man role, but he seems to be kind of back to like a Lee Gregory style, back to the yeah. defender yeah. and taking it lower down, almost on his chest or, or to feet sometimes. Um, we look a lot better playing that kind of long ball forwards, um, Frankie, than obviously the the old traditional style. Yeah, we do. It, it, it epitomises Bradshaw's work. Epitomises how good Gregory was because you could see him last season when he was watching him in the stands, and he took a lot away from what it means to play that type of role. Because uh, at Barnsley, he was he wasn't that type of striker. He was the the poacher style striker where you literally all you had to do was just get in get in the box and have yeah. to hold it all, all up. There'd be players there for him. That we do that with in Kiefer Moore and other other big strikers, but when he plays on his own, you can see he's really well worked on that side of his game. And if he's paired up with Bod Barton, they they take it in turns. I noticed yesterday, one of one of them will hold it up and run on one will run the channels and vice versa. So if we can get both of them playing well and firing, they they they, they seem to be building a really good good striking partnership. Although Bod Barton's not on the, not been on the score sheet as of yet, and but I feel like yesterday. We saw maybe the start of something in terms of a striking partnership. Well, I was, I was, I was going to ask you if you like that partnership. I, thought, I did. I thought that was the same. I thought that the uh, mm-hmm. you know we haven't seen Bod Varson start much. Um, I think that was only was that only his second start yesterday yeah, of the season. Yeah. Um, but I thought that combo worked really nicely. Um, you know, a front pairing that will, will based on movement and and um, a bit more control than we've been used to in the past. Yeah, they complement each other. They complement each other really well. Like I said, they, they they take it in turns. But I think yesterday, we know we know Bradshaw can score goals. But yesterday showed more about Bod Bod Varson's mobility. He we saw him in at the start. He he didn't look like he was sharp. He didn't look nothing. But yesterday he he was holding up the ball well. He even took a couple of players on, which I didn't think he could do. I didn't think he had the the skill set to do yeah, that. Yeah. But he, he he was turning and facing defenders and running at them and. 
He, he, he's very smart, Bud Vast, and he's not your typical Millwall striker. When I when we signed him, I, I thought, "Oh, will he fit in?" But he, you can see why he's good at what he does because he's an Ireland, he's an Ireland international for one. Yes, but he, he, he can, he can, he's got that t- quick turn of pace, and I think uh, for the second goal against Stoke, he played a vital role in the flick. He just flicked it. Yeah, like a, a nice yeah, that's right. Flick. Yeah, um, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's got, he's got that in him. He's got that in him too to do stuff like that and, and if he's paired up with someone like a poacher like Bradshaw I think they, they will definitely work well and it, I think it probably for the rest of the season if we are going to uh, play two up top for certain games it'll probably be those two rather than Smith and Bradshaw and I think Smith will always be that secret weapon um, that Rowett probably didn't know he really as, yeah. yeah as we saw yesterday I, yeah I mean one name I want to name check before we go on to the Charlton Kind of come back and equalise in the second half. Um, Bart Belkowski. I mean, I, 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 there's some standout saves yesterday, Frankie. I mean, um, I mean there, there was a couple in the first one. The one right at the death on the half time. I thought that was absolute top draw stuff. Mm. And then the, the, he pushed the ball up onto the underside of the crossbar. I mean, I, I don't know whether some would call that an error. Um, I thought it was a skiddy kind of shot that was hard to control, and somehow he still kept it at bay despite perhaps should have done better. But what a goalkeeper. What a find. Um, well, yesterday for me, I, I gave him a six in my play rating. Did you? I got a bit, yeah. I got oh, a you're, bit you're harsh, Frank. Yeah, I got, I got, oh, I got a bit sick for it. Just because, <laughs> no, just, just, just because there was a two or three times where he looked like he was about to make a mistake. There was one when he, he, he went to throw the ball out when it came yeah. out of his hands. And yeah, he just, if he did, someone wasn't yes. there to clear it, it would have been an open goal again. And I yeah. got QPR yeah. flashbacks. Flashbacks and, <laughs> and then yeah. uh, he, I forgot he, he's that. A very good, he's, he's a very very good shot shot stopper. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't. He, he he saved the game yesterday. But to be a keeper, you can't you can't make those little mistakes that he made because they could have been bigger mistakes. I'm for a goalkeeper. I feel like you have to be perfect. And he he shows that he, yes he can he can save he can save shots, which we as a mere keeper you definitely need need to be able to do. But um, and he he saved us yesterday. But I don't know. I, I feel like he's still got a lot to work on in terms of being consistent because let's say yesterday that that throw over the top which he did and it yeah, come out of his yeah. hands if 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 Lyle Taylor was on the pitch he, he might have been a bit more crooked to it than McCauley Bon and who knows it would have would have been a goal and it changes the game completely and then, then big saves that he made wouldn't have wouldn't have made any difference but that's just more of that's hypothetical but He's a great keeper and it's probably a great find. He's just got that mistake in him. He definitely has a, has I a mistake in him. I agree with you there. Yeah, he's, he's got he's got a touch of the flake um, in good <laughs> yeah. moments and then a touch of the genius um, yeah, in others. He, he's, yeah, so I, I'm, I am a, I'm a bit harsh on him, but like I, 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 we spoke to him after the game and he, he said uh, a save's a save for him. Like when the goal, um, when it nearly crossed the line, uh, the shot, sorry, not the goal. Yeah, uh, yeah. He said it, it, it hit him on the wrist. That's what he said. He said he saw it late and it hit him on the wrist and it bounced up. Right. He done done. He actually done very well to make sure it didn't cross the line. So he's got great reactions and there's no doubt in that. He's a he's a brilliant keeper at a championship championship standard. Maybe the conditions are a bit weren't great for him yesterday, but yeah. he is a great, very great keeper. Yeah. Same for both sides, as they say. I generally thought that across the line clearly the digital chip said no. So, yeah. Um, you know. I did. I did as well. I thought it crossed the line. I thought it in real the time. Line, but... but there we are. Um, Lee Bowyer speaking after the game, Frank. He said uh, that he felt Charlton dominated. I, I'm not sure they dominated. I'm, I presume he's talking about the period from half time, um, well, mm. late in the first half, then post half time up to the equaliser. Um, I mean, the, the stats don't quite show domination. I mean, they've got the 60, uh, 59% to Charlton, 41% possession. But shot-wise, not much in it. I mean, shots on target, five each. Um, yeah. You know, it, eight corners for the Lions, three for Charlton. And, you know, the rest of it's much of a matchness. Um, they certainly had the ball a lot more, but it, I felt we pushed them back a lot as well. It's yeah. Possession, but going backwards, back to the goalkeeper. Yeah. We did. Uh, he was he was distraught. We, I've never I've interviewed him after the games a couple of times, and yesterday he spoke very quietly, very slowly. You could tell it, it hurt him, and, and he really thought when he got when they got the equaliser, he thought they were going to go on go on to win it. But but they didn't they didn't at all dominate in terms. It was harsh on Charlton. Don't get me wrong for them to lose the game in the manner they did, but they didn't dominate. They dominated the ball, but let's be honest, most teams dominate the ball against against, against Millwall and let's be honest, they've never come come away with anything. Usually, you can dominate the ball 
because it, it, it's the scoreline at the end, not not the possession stats. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so and, and like they, they they knock it about well. They they've got some good players, Charlton. And, and yeah, I, I just think yesterday it was a game that kind of showed Bowyer's naivety to to play five at the back and to try and play out from the back against Mill and have someone who like Nabi Sar, who's very good at passing the ball as a, as a, as a centre back, but is terrible defending crosses. Yeah. As we saw yesterday, and he, he said he said a couple of weeks ago in a press conference after I can't remember what game I went to, and he said oh, I started Naby today because I knew we would have the ball a bit more. But when we go to Mill, I'll start Jason Pierce because we all know Jason Pierce is a better header of the ball uh, than Naby. But then he started both of them, and both of the goals come from Naby's star. So I, I think personally, it showed his naivety as a manager. He's not he's human after all. After a very good start, he does make mistakes and. They didn't dominate at all. They didn't dominate, and I just think he was just hurt. And being being ex Charlton, ex Leeds, and ex West Ham, what a combination! He, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, ex Charlton, ex Leeds, and ex West Ham. He's gonna have that that very very biased view, no matter what the scoreline was. So I think he was just hurt, and to be honest, more that's than a, anything, that's a nightmare combination, Frank. I, I, I hadn't <laughs> yeah. thought of it from that point of view, but you are right there. Man. Um. I mean, going forward, Swansea, we've got the international break next week, obviously, and then Swansea away the week after. They are, is it fourth or fifth in the table? They're, they're quite highly placed, fourth. Um, so it's going to be a tough away game. The season, from the Mill perspective, will turn in terms of improvement on our uh, ability or inability to solve the away form question. I mean, I think at the Den, we'll probably be contenders with most of the, of, of the league. I don't see any great danger um, at home, but it's it's going to turn on how we can turn our away form around, and that's going to be a tough away fixture. Yes, for Swansea, Swansea seems to be doing surprisingly well given their manager left them in the summer, and Grandpa is a great manager, but yeah. they seem to seem to still digging away, plugging away, and getting the points in. And um, yeah, it'd be a very hard game. If we, I'd be happy with a point, but obviously we need to start getting wins if we're going to climb up that table and. Get us first and foremost to that fifty-point mark, where we'll, we'll definitely be safe when we start looking up. Spoken but, um, like a true Millwall fan, Frankie Crystal. Get to the fifty-point yeah. mark. Um, we've fifteenth now after that win. You see, twenty-one points. Charlton, uh, eleven. Two points. Twenty. Yeah, it's a very tightly packed table, though. When you look at it, uh, Frank. I mean, it's yeah. from from Derby below us, sixteenth uh, up to up to Brentford in ninth. There's three points between. What's that? There's a, a about eight teams, nine teams there. So, yeah, a couple of wins season, could turn it, couldn't it? Yeah, this season's proven that the Championship is probably one of the best leagues in the world in terms of how tight it is. Three, if we can use Mill as, as an example, three, three losses on the bounce. We'll be back near, near the relegation zone, but three wins, we're, 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 we're depending on our results, we're in and around the playoff, playoff positions. And I think uh, Fulham are six, and they battered us 4-0, and that was a terrible game. So, just, you know what I mean? There's no... There's no consistency in results in in the championship. So no. if we can, like I said, just start getting points away from home and winning games at home uh, with more with more of a manner where we actually deserve the three points. I feel like the last couple of games we've stolen the three points. If that makes sense. So we need to start winning games winning at home it, with yeah. two yeah two nils, three nils. You know, what I mean, making it a bit more comfortable, which will then spur us on away from home and maybe have to have the confidence because. Let's be honest, we all thought we were going to win against Brentford when you saw, look, we're 2-0 up. And then look what happened in the, in the last last 10 minutes. So you can never know with Mill. They're, they're the type of team that can go somewhere, batter someone, and then end up losing the game. But we're, Or we can go somewhere like Derby last season and Derby absolutely dominate us and we get that one goal on the counter-attack and that's it. So football's a funny game. It's a really funny game, but... Yeah, the Swansea game will be big. Birmingham, I think, is more of a realistic game where we could we we can maybe win Get away some, from home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be good. It's good to see where this season goes because we, we we can either finish in the playoffs. I think personally, we can do it if we carry on, or with a few bad bad results, we will be fighting again. So it's, it's we're only in November, I know, but it, it shows Charlton had a brilliant start, didn't they? And everyone was like, oh yeah, look at Charlton and look at Mill, and now after three games, we're a point behind them. So. Yeah, I mean, I was struck. I mean, obviously, Lyle Taylor wasn't 
in the uh, in the in the fray yesterday, um, and I think Boya said after the game you might have seen, heard it yourself. Um, you know they might have won if Lyle Taylor had been out there. So crucial man for them from from uh, mm-hmm. from the Charlton perspective. I'd say the same for Jed Wallace in our side, Frankie, because I think if, if we 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 hit a lot hinges on Jed's willingness and ability to go anywhere and do the unexpected. I think if we were to, you know, we're kind of one injury away from a, a run of poor form ourselves in some respects. So it's nice to look up, but you've always got to keep in mind that um, you know it's a fragile world that we that we live in at the Den. Yeah, definitely, and. Ed Wallace is, is probably in the form of his life in the Mill shirt at the minute. He's, he's playing unbelievably well with the runs he's making. He's showing he's showing courage to take his man on. But yesterday when he got to the byline, I thought it was gone, but he nipped it round down Prattley, cut it back, and it, uh, it should have been a goal uh, through Bod Barton's shot. But he's, he's playing with, 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 with he's, fear, he's fearless, and he's got a license to roam now, which he probably never had under Harris. Yeah. He, yesterday he was picking up pockets of space from the centre attacking position and then he would drift up to the left, go to the right. He just can go wherever he wants and to be if you're the best player at a club, you have that. Your but best he carries on. Your player of the season for me all so far, Frankie? Or so far, yeah, definitely. Yeah. He, 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 just, he just got that he's just a, he's a next level above everyone else in my season. And I think personally, if 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 a big big club wants to come in for him in January and, and puts let's say a Eight or nine million, ten million pound bid on it. That's how much I think he's personally worth. He 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 should go, in my opinion, because he, he's a he's a great player, and he deserves. He deserves, when he was at Portsmouth and he scored that unbelievable. I think it was eighteen goals in his like second season there. He's he, he's got that enemy, and he seems to be finding his way again in a mill shirt. So he's like you say, if he gets injured, if he gets injured, we, we've got we've got players in there to fill it in. But there's one thing the same. He's he's in the form of his life. He really is, and it's. It's good to see. So I'm a massive fan of Jed, and I think most of the fans are because he's a he's a nice guy. He's down to earth, and he he's a very very decent bloke. You see him on the social yeah. media. You know, he's, he's any any kind of um, kids uh, tra- charity, all that kind of stuff. He's there, and I think that, yeah, that speaks he's a, volumes. He's a really nice man. bloke. Yeah, he's a really nice bloke, and our our game depends a lot on him. So it, 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 if he gets injured, fingers crossed, he doesn't. But it, it's it's something someone else has to step up. Conor Mahoney or a Skellax, you know what I mean? Because we do need that. We do, that's the one thing that Mill will lack. We've got Ben Thompson who, who, who can do it now and again, but we need that. Yeah. Someone who's going to get you get you on the edge of your seat. You know, when they get the ball and they make them runs and they cut in and they... they, they the, goal he, the goal he scored against Reading, I, I think, was, that, was an unbelievable goal. The, the, way the, the he, dribble and then shot in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then and then the, the run he made against Stoke to win the penalty. He, he, he seems to be taking a lot of responsibility on his shoulders this season as well. Like, um, the last season, I think we had four or five different penalty takers, and then this season he's gone. No, I'm it's taking mine. the penalties. Yeah, it's mine. And and I, I, he's captain material as well. He, he leads. He leads. He leads. He leads from his uh, how good he is. Usually the good players, they they're good leaders as well because they they set the bar for everyone else. And if he's taking that responsibility on his shoulders, then I think he he's definitely a middle future middle captain if he does stay as well. So. Yeah, second, indeed. second. That let's hope he does stay. Let's hope the uh, mm. the husky money can keep him rather than sell him. And yeah. um, as you say rightly, there, Frank, an interesting season ahead. I really want to thank you for coming on today, mate. Interrupting your your Sunday, much appreciated. No, it's fine. And it's always a pleasure. We'll catch up again in a few weeks' time, I hope, and uh, we'll see where we are at that stage. That's Frankie Christou of the New Shopper. Check him out on uh, Twitter. Frankie, that's F-R-A-N-K-I-E, Christou, all one word, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-U. Spelt correctly. How about that, Frankie? Yeah. Yeah, definitely spelt correctly. Well done. (laughs) Pass the test. (laughs) Nice one, mate. Much appreciated, Frankie. Can't see a last-minute winner, Eddie. Oh, go on, then. And finally, and finally, and finally, uh, it's no Sunday morning nightmare, really, is it? It's Sunday morning dreamland, dear listeners. I'm just reviewing one or two of the tweets. As you can imagine, there's a cornucopia of comment online and, um, you know, general hilarity at the expense of our our dear neighbours, Charlton Athletic, in SE7. I've never been at the derby that's bothered me too much, although I do find in recent years I've become more concerned with it. Um, But there we are, I suppose, as Charlton have, um, have, have aspired to the 
you know, being one of the great and the good, it becomes more pleasurable to, to beat them. Speaking after the game, after that late, late winner yesterday by Matt Smith, Gary Rowett, manager, said that there is no more exciting a way to win a derby match than in the last two or three minutes. Uh, Rowett said we had a really good start. We were able to cause them problems. First 20, 25 were excellent, but then Charlton caused us problems. Um, and speaking, going on to speak about the, the squad generally, Gary says uh, in the three games that he's managed Millwall, the squad has given us every ounce of energy they've got. Neil built a great group and we're just trying to add to it. Now, I, I thought um, the work rate yesterday was was immense um, in the stream of consciousness that I did. I name-checked Ben Thompson and Tom Bradshaw as two very hard-working players. You really can't pick out anyone from the team. Yes, it didn't give 100%, so I make Gary Rowett correct there. Carl Bates, BBC London's Carl Bates. I follows uh, voice, says, what a way to win it. Matt Smith with a bullet header at the far post. The whole of the mill press area went crazy. Les Briley nearly ran on the pitch. Scenes at the full-time whistle, says Carl Bates. And continuing that theme, Paul Robinson, Paul 5 Robbo, um, a, a well, well thought of player now obviously on the staff at, at the Den. Um, the groundsman says Paul are looking for volunteers to help remove Nabby Sarr from the pitch after Matt Smith's winner, says Paul. Mill Analytics... Um, a mystery poster online, Mill Analytics. It sounds a bit like something that Facebook will be investigated for, but a thoughtful little account, actually. I keep trying to lure him or her, could be a her, but I think it might be him, onto this show. Maybe I will do. Maybe I'll be successful at some stage. But Mill Analytica says um, it thought the formation we started in didn't work that well. He or she would have started a 4-5-1. After the first 20, Charlton controlled the game but didn't threaten much. A draw was probably a fair result, to be honest, says Mill Analytica. Ryan James Loftus, a voice on the show, replies that he's not so sure. Um, Ryan liked the change between 4-4-2 and 4-2-3-1 that we had with Bod Varson dropping deeper. Uh, he was impressed with how we came back into the game to win after looking second best. Bermondsey boy, always a, a voice of reason and, and thoughtful sense, sensitivity. Bermondsey boy, I think. I think that's fair to say. He's actually starting to feel sorry for Charlton now. Um, the, 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 the kind of weight and burden of that, um, you know, 24-year record now. And I just, just uh, 12 wins, if you include an Anglo-Italian Cup. 12 wins over the, the Lions ever, in history, ever. is quite something. Um... Bird, also known as Mel, goes on, continues that theme by saying that Charlton have never beaten Millwall in the Adult Sun season tickets holder's entire lifetime. Fucking hilarious, she hashtags. Um, and I, I, I think that's about right. It's, it's quite incredible. I mean, 24 years is a lifetime for many of our younger supporters. So they've never, ever known Charlton to beat us. Um, it's, it has to end sometime. I know it's it's wonderful to crow. And, you know, possibly um, some might say it lacks class, but fuck it. What do we care? Um, this is Gary Rowett from the MSC feed. Gary Rowett again went into today's game saying that he wouldn't say he felt pressure, but everyone kept talking about this 20-year record, and the chairman had told him that he'd flown his five-year-old grandson over from the USA, so we had to work hard, says Gary. John Kelly, uh, and speaking again to Rowett after the game, says if you get quality into the box, Matt Smith is the best in the division in those scenarios, and I think we, we did see the best of Matt Smith yesterday coming off the bench, which is um, rather than being used as the target man that um, you know we have seen so far. Jack Millwall says there are three certainties in life. Death, taxes, and Millwall beating Charlton. You'll never beat Millwall, he hashtags. And finally, Jamie Pryor. I'm going to get Jamie back on the show at some point. He's, he's, he's quality, quality turn, quality turn. Uh, an injury time winner when playing terribly. You literally love, in capital letters, you love to see it. Haven't had one of those in a while. Gary Rowett, substitution, masterclass. Matty fucking Smith, bruv, says Jamie Pryor. And, and so it is indeed a masterclass by... Uh, and new manager Rowett um, to to pull that out of the hat rather. Um, so there we are, dear listeners. That's the Millwall news this week. That's your Actong Millwall. We'll be back in midweek with the Millwall Fan Show, the real Millwall Fan Show. 
Um, hope you have a good weekend. I'm sure you will. Enjoy your Monday morning back at work, wherever you are. And, you know, be gentle with those Charlton fans out there. They've got another, well, how many months now? About three or four months before they get another chance to have a go at us. Arrivederci, Millwall. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. Achtung, Mehlwein. Can't see a last minute winner, Eddie. Oh, go on then. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.